Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and this is an episode. It's going to be, or is already. Yes, it's an episode of Treks in Sci Fi. Again, yes, again, again, and again, and again. Oh, it's been a while. Well, two weeks ago, I did a vidcast. Last week, a guest cast with Vartok. Thanks for that, Vartok, with the music of Halo. The um, topic today, well, first off, this is show 861. It is May 1st. It's, is it May Day? Or is that the second? I don't know. I don't know because it's a Sunday. It's May 1st, 2022, um, which still always seems weird to say. 2022. Yeah. But, um, and I'm talking really quietly, it seems like. Maybe I better turn up the volume. But, um, yeah, it's good to be doing a, a podcast. It's a Sunday morning. I Yeah, it is um, going to be a what I call like to call a classic style show. I haven't done this in, in forever been kind of focused on the more recent Trek shows because there's a bunch, but I decided I, it's 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 high time, as they say. As people do, people still say that it's high time. It seems like an old expression, but um, it's high time to go back to um, some of the previous, older. I was going to say previous Trek shows. You know, I've done a lot of those. I've done a lot of commentaries and and clip shows and a lot of different things. Anyway. We're going to go back to one of everyone's favorites, of course, TNG, uh, and I'm going to look at, I'm going to do a episode commentary, play the episode, comment as we go. Kind of wanted to go way back to the early days, so uh, we're going to cover in a first season episode uh, called, which I I checked really hard, and I don't think I've covered this one. I, I don't think so. I did searches. I looked at all my podcast labels and things. Maybe I did ages ago. But uh, we're going to do Where No One Has Gone Before, which is, uh, let's see, I think it's about episode six or seven or eight. What What is it? In, in um, It's episode six of the first season. So, yeah, that's a very early TNG episode. And there's a couple of reasons why I picked this one. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the one we're going to cover this week. A lot of Trek news, a lot of Trek stuff going on to talk about that I'll, I'll cover here in a moment. The biggie, the real biggie, of course, is later this week on Thursday, at least here in the U.S. And I know, and I know with Paramount Plus, I know it's it's tricky because I know quite a few countries aren't aren't getting it, or maybe have to find other ways or other networks that show it. But Strange New Worlds, the Captain Pike Enterprise show, is going to start, which I can't be, I really can't be. People always say this. I can't be more excited to see this show. Uh, it, it's going back to a more classic style, um, episodic Star Trek format. And I think it's going to be great. The cast looks amazing. They've really been advertising it a lot. A lot of little clips, previews, different little things they're doing. So I, and, and I'm, yeah, super excited. So without any further ado, one of the big things they released a few days ago and if you really want to stay, I guess this is sort of spoilers, but it's been released in terms of marketing and advertising. So they released the opening um, credits to the show. I, I think this is pretty much a finished product. It has, you know, um, you know all the all the elements in there, and I, I don't know if there's going to be any tweaks to it, but I think this is it. It'll be. I'm going to play this to do with kind of for our opening music because it's musical, of course. By the way, the um, composer for this is Jeff Russo, who did um, this the Picard theme, the Picard's uh, opening credits. And I, I don't know if he did other music. I probably did other music on the show too, I guess. I'm not the music expert. That's Vartok. 
but he did work on that. He's worked on a few other recent series that I've enjoyed too, like Brave New World, um, uh, Warrior Nun, which is a Netflix show, which I'm hoping there's going to be a second season of that. I think there is. Anyway, um, Jeff Russo is the music behind this. I really like the music and the style. It's kind of retro. It t- takes a lot of elements from the early Trek shows and, and puts them together in a nice way. And the and the, the look of the trailer is amazing. I'll talk more about it when we come back after I play it, especially after I've just gabbed four minutes or so <laughs> into this before playing it for you. But without any further ado, here is the opening credits and music um, and everything for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life. And new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Isn't that uh, I just think it's fantastic. If you have seen the, if you've seen it, see, watch it. You can watch it on uh, YouTube. Just search for St- Strange New World, Star Trek, whatever opening credits. However you want to search, Trek Core, other Trek main big Trek sites have have got it up. Um, it looks, it just is so cool. A, cu- a few things I want to talk about about it. The um, the music is 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 I think perfect. It's adventurous. It 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 feels like Star Trek. It it's it's just a really really well fitted, I think, to the way I'm 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 imagining how this show is going to be. The the other thing that I um, there's a lot of like callbacks to things. Was you're watching the trailer, uh, you know the obviously you know Anson Mount, Captain Pike doing the um, opening, you know. Space the Final Frontier thing, which we you know was original Trek, and then and then TNG, and then we haven't had it since TNG, so that's kind of exciting on its own. They they kept a couple of elements in there. I thought it was interesting that they kept the five year mission piece to it, um, and also the you know no where no one has gone before instead of where no man has gone before, which is fine. You know, totally. You know, I get that reasoning. The um, so that's uh, you know, in as far as the opening uh, 
dialogue part of it that I find um, good. And I think that's interesting. Still, the five-year mission is a little bit, you know, Pike supposedly was on the Enterprise a lot longer than that. But um, what, you know, that doesn't really matter that much. The um, the other thing I was going to say about the visuals is it, it, it has a very kind of both, if you've watched new Star Trek Prodigy and the... Um, and even Voyager, there's there's a lot of like cool planetary things the Enterprise is flying by, and I kind of want to see each of these places. I'm I'm curious. I'm really curious if the the different little worlds and the little bits that you see in the in the opening credits, if they're going to be places that they're actually, if that's just sort of an artistic kind of rendition, you know, or any of these. There's a couple of really cool ones. Uh, that they show, uh, and I, I, I want to see all these places. So I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited the fact that they're going to be basically planet hopping, going back to that kind of, you know, hey, they're going to have an episode, and it's going to we're going to be on this planet. It's going to be these kinds of things going on, and then we're going to go and have another episode. Maybe they'll be out in space having something happen, and then we're going to have another episode. Maybe go to another planet, and. Uh, you know, early days of the Federation, somewhat early. I mean, not not as early as like Enterprise and all, but really exciting stuff. And, you know, there's I'm seeing already on Trek Core and, and other places, some people have already seen some of uh, I don't think they've seen all of season one. That seems crazy to me. I think it's 10 episodes, um, but I'm just yeah, really, I'm going to be getting up on Thursday, you know, grabbing something, a Pop-Tart or something, and sitting down and watching it like first thing. I'm not going to be able to wait uh, when it comes out on Thursday. So yeah, that's um, that's exciting. And we also have uh, the final uh, last episode of Star Trek Picard this Thursday. So they're kind of, it's a big, big Trek, <laughs> big Trek day. It's kind of a big geek week because we have the big May the 4th for the Star Wars people on, on Wednesday, right? May the 4th be with you and all that. And and then the day after that, which is Thursday, is is when, you know, I'm going to call it Star Trek Spring Day because we're going to have the final episode of Picard for this season. And and then they're, um, you know, then, of course, start Strange New Worlds. The cool thing about both shows, Picard and, and Strange New Worlds, they're already filming. They're in the midst of filming. Um, they're definitely, I think, Rebecca Romaine, who plays number one, mentioned they're like on their sixth or seventh. And I don't know when they even recorded this, but they're they're closing in on even finishing filming season two of Strange New Worlds. And I'm pretty sure, I think Picard season three is, is filming already too, or is going to be soon. So both of those shows, I don't think they're even have started the new season, the next season of Discovery yet. So it's a really interesting situation here where we might get, you know, dis, uh, we might get these new seasons of these shows, Picard and Discovery, before we get, sorry, what did I say? Sorry, we might get new seasons of Picard and after the Strange New World season one airs, we might get new season two of that and season three of Picard before we get another season of Discovery. I'm not sure how it's all going to work out. It's very hard to keep track of things in terms of filming versus releasing these shows, maybe they'll want to pace it out a little differently. Of course, we have Lower Decks coming later uh, this summer, I believe, and then more Star Trek Prodigy, which is a really, really a good show too, and you should check that out. But all on Paramount Plus here, at least in the U.S. I know wherever you're located, it might be different if you're not in the U.S. I, I'm, 
I'm hoping at some stage, you know, they get much better with these streaming services. I know people kind of blame, you know, there, there are people out there that, you know, think, oh, they just want money. Of course they want money. <laughs> these guys don't make these things to not make money. You know, yes, they're trying to put out a, a, a good product for the fans, for everyone that we can enjoy, but they they want to make money. So there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what makes the world go round, as they say. But but um, the what else did I want to say about this? Just just really, really fun time to be uh, a, a fan of Trek. I know Picard this season has been a little bit rough for some people to watch. There's been a lot of comments, some of them on the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook group about it. And uh, I totally get that, totally understand. It's it's not quite what it, we probably expected. Um, I'm enjoying it. You know, anytime I can see more of Patrick Stewart as Picard is is gravy for me, you know, and I'm not just fanboying it. I, I try to be fairly, I was just talking to some of my kids yesterday, my sons, my grandsons, and we had, we had a little get together. My second grandson, Cameron, is now going to be one this week. He, he He's almost one on a couple more days, so we had a little birthday thing, but I was talking about a, um, talking about a couple of recent movies with my kids, and they, they also have this idea that, you know, oh, dad likes everything that I like all this stuff, but I've, I get, and, and I've tried to become a little bit more discerning and, and for not even just intentionally, but the point being is that, yeah, I didn't, I, I, there's not, um, I've said it before, I think on the show, on the podcast here, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fan of everything that, that discovery has been doing in the last couple of years and or Picard, but I, I enjoy them for what they're, they're, you know, they're still more, um, more of the shows that I, more in the shows that I enjoy than I don't enjoy. Um, like a few years ago, I gave up on The Walking Dead because it just wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't doing anything for me anymore. I was re- just becoming more and more annoyed by, annoyed by it. And, um, but not these shows. These shows are still, to me, great to watch. And and yeah, maybe maybe Picard's gone a little too much into a certain direction this season. I don't want to say too much if people haven't watched it, but the the still still I feel it's it's very very much like a Star Trek show, and and I I, I really enjoy them. So the there's always going to be ups and downs with this stuff. I think I think what people, especially I hate to say it like this because it always sounds like I'm an older guy, which I am a little bit older, but anyway the the I call it experience and wise wisdom, but the there's this thing, and I've mentioned this many times before, where people seem to either have to love something or hate something. There's no like in between of of like a gray, shades of gray or areas of in between of of whether you're talking about a movie, TV show, book, comic, um, anything, any of these art forms, and. Like I would probably put the you know this season of Picard at about a seven or eight or scale of ten or something maybe a seven. Um, I liked I was one of the people that really enjoyed the first season too. But I'll kind of try to do a wrap up maybe in a couple of weeks of the season I think of Picard and talk a little bit about Strange New Worlds as as we've will have had a couple of episodes by then. Probably two weeks out I'll do that. Uh, but we're already, what, 15 minutes. So I don't want to go more than 20 before I get into doing the commentary. Let's see. What else has been going on? What else have I been watching and enjoying? I'm almost done with Lock and Key, the second season of that show. That show is, um, 
I enjoy it and I like the comics a lot, but there's sort of something funny about that show where I find it a little bit, uh, it's sort of a little bit hard to watch because I, I it, it's a very good versus evil show and I, and I really like the main cast and the bad people, the bad person, especially on the show, not saying too much, but it's like, get him. I want to say, get him, get him, stop him, you know, kind of a thing because he's so nasty <laughs> and uh, especially what's what's happening here in, in towards the end of season two. But uh, that is a fun show, and, and I and I recommend it if you like sci-fi fantasy kind of things. It's it's based on a comic, but it's fairly loosely based on the the Lock and Key comic. Uh, it the the comics which I've read are, are a fair fairly different than how the the series has done it. But I think they're both. This is one of these cases where they have changed things, but. I think they're both really good, um, and, and and the changes have been fine. I, I get why they kind of did it for the TV show. It's uh, it, Without spoiling too many things, it would be hard to talk about that, but I've uh, been enjoying that a lot. Um, not a It's not a sci-fi show, but I'm really liking a show on HBO called Tokyo Vice, uh, which is kind of based on a true story of a reporter in, in, in Japan in the roughly mid to late 90s. Um, investigating um, some of the gangs and Yakuza and stuff like that. I don't know if you call them gangs really officially, but um, it's really, really interesting, really good, really well done, not sci-fi. Um, they're kind of winding down the seasons of, of the CW stuff. Uh, we only really have um, Superman and Lois still running right now, and The Flash has got a few episodes. Um, Naomi, sorry, I almost said it the wrong way. They say it, Naomi on the show couple episodes left of that. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to get a second season. I kind of hope it does. I, I think it's I think it's an, a, a very different show. And I think it's with the young uh, black woman lead is is I think that's a good thing. And, and based on a DC comic, you know, it's it's nice to see that. And, and I think they've done a good job. I, I It's kind of a, in a not really a direct way, but it kind of reminds me of Stargirl that they've done even though they're very different shows, but you have a very young female um, as the main character um, and and then her family's involved and friends and things like that. It, it um, I, I enjoy both. Stargirl will be back, I think, this summer with another season. And um, I, I was catching up this week on all the CW. They just announced Batwoman won't be back. Um, that, that ended after its third season. And I haven't really been shy about saying, yeah, that show was very hard for me to watch. It, 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 I, I, I just, they were, it was really hard to, to just identify with any of the characters. They were kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but, but it, it, and, and the, and the stories were kind of not great. I felt even the action sequences were kind of weak a little bit. It just, it just didn't never really gelled. I think, I think there were some good things in there. The best thing was the Alice character, um, Rachel, I think Rachel is like her name, Rachel Scarston or something like that. Um, she was great. She was the best part of that um, that show, but that's not coming back. They ended finally uh, Legends of Tomorrow, DC Legends of Tomorrow, after, what did it get, seven or eight seasons? It ran pretty good. Um, I'm kind of sad that it's gone. I really like really liked that show a lot. They were able, I think, to balance bringing in new cast members. There was quite a few cast changes over the years. Some of them were a little harder to take than others. I really miss Brandon Routh. Uh, you know, that, that, um, 
that that was difficult. Uh, he was the biggest loss that I didn't, you know, that was hard. But the, um, but that show I'll miss just because it was so wacky and there was time travel and space stuff and, and aliens and, and magic. And, and they just, it was like throw all these different elements into a blender and they made a pretty, pretty fun show out of it. And the characters and the cast were great. Um, and Supergirl, of course, has ended its run. So we've only really got coming back, I think, officially right now, we have Superman and Lois and Flash, right, out of these CW superhero shows. The um, Naomi might be back. We've got Stargirl still coming. But I, I think they're winding themselves down a bit. Um, I probably would guess Flash is maybe going to have just the next season and then probably end it up, end things. I still like The Flash a lot. I I, I, I it's had its ups and downs in the last few seasons, but, oh, I'm at 21 minutes. I better wrap up quick. But but I, I really do like that show. I like the, I like the characters. I kind of miss some of the other castmates that have moved on. And, you know, but you, that's understandable when a show runs a long time when that happens. So, um, all right. Oh, and a complete non-sci-fi show that's great that's back now is Better Call Saul. If you're <laughs> Breaking Bad and that show – top shows in my my book of of just things any any tv watcher should should see because it's it, they're great stuff so okay let us switch over to i i know there was a bunch of other stuff i wanted to talk about this week but maybe next time um let's switch over or switch gears slightly and let's do this um uh commentary i was all going to say something else i don't know what what, what i was going to say but let's do this commentary episode on uh the Early uh, in first season of Star Trek Next Generation, uh, this episode called Where No One Has Gone Before. And I swear I remember doing a podcast about this. <laughs> maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe it's just because this show, this episode in particular, uh, I, I have sort of very deep memories of this one. Uh, when I even, even when I first watched it, when it was first aired, which was way back in what, like 1987. So um, yeah, maybe I'll talk about that during the commentary, and I'll talk about why I have such distinct memories of this particular episode of of TNG. But um, yeah, all right, let me uh, get this rolling on Paramount Plus here on on uh, the other computer, and then feed it over to this computer to record while I'm commenting on the sixth episode of TNG called "Where No One Has Gone Before." Captain's Log, Stardate 41263.1. We have rendezvoused with the USS Fearless, from which a Starfleet propulsion expert and his assistant are beaming over to conduct tests on the Enterprise's warp drive engines. They have completed similar adjustments on two other Starfleet vessels. I don't understand your concern, number one. They're not authorized to make any alterations in our engines. According to Starfleet's report, they will simply run tests on different ways of entering warp speed and different intermix formulas. Where's the harm in that? It's the specs Kaczynski sent us. In my opinion, sir, they're gibberish. Gibberish? Mr. Data, would you explain? Gibberish. Sir, we put Mr. Kaczynski's specs into the computer and ran a controlled test on them. There was no improvement in engine performance. And how do you explain Starfleet's report that the same tests on the USS Ajax and on the Fearless over there resulted in a measurable increase in propulsion? Our engines are new, sir. Top condition. The tests on those older ships may have simply been to straighten out some engine inefficiency. Bridge from transporter, Chief. Two from USS Fearless are ready to beam over. 
I like the fact that they're, Stand by for Mr. Riker, you know, this discussion, Aye, sir. you know. Since you're concerned about these tests. Yes, sir. Captain, if I may, I'll ask Counselor Troy to look these visitors over. Very good. It's so interesting to see how, like, much more formal they are in the early year, you know, early season, you know, and, and Picard is... is I, the only words I can say is he's, 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 you know, a bit of a hard ass back at this time. You know, a much more militaristic kind of feel. So uh, we first meet the Welcome traveler Mr. Kaczynski. with this, I'm of the course. First officer, Commander William Riker, and this is... Where is the captain, please? Hello. He's engaged in other duties, sir. A ship's engines should be the concern of a ship's captain. They are, sir which is why they have made the first officer directly responsible for an engine's conditions and performance. Guided, of course, by one of our chief engineers, Lieutenant Commander Argyle, in this case. A pleasure to meet you, sir. I appreciated receiving the specs. To which you have no end of questions. Aye, I have. And you, sir, oh, poor Argyle. Mr. Kaczynski's assistant. Uh, my actual name is unpronounceable by humans. You're from Tau Alpha C. That's very distant. All approved and described in the Starfleet communications. Now, I would like to set up in the engine room immediately. I'll have our chief engineer show you. How come every, like, scientist no or, or future my way science starships. guy or engineer is a jerk? <laughs> Why is that? One thing that Kaczynski isn't hiding is bad disposition. Agreed. Also, he's arrogant, overbearing, self-important, and very sure of himself and his ability. And the other one, his assistant. He's the puzzle. With most life forms, I can usually feel something. I may not be able to understand or interpret it, but I feel something, if only a presence. With him, nothing. Empty space. Whoa. So he isn't even here. Something about this concerns me. I don't know what I can point to no reason yet. Stay concerned, please. The safety of the Enterprise may be entrusted to these two. All right, let's dial down the the opening credits a little bit here and give you the brief, brief uh, info background. All right, so this episode is, like I said earlier, I think it's number six of the first season. It first aired on October 26th, 1987. These it's continuing mission. It is uh, written by Diane Duane and Michael Reeves, directed by Rob Bowman, a very regular director on TNG. And there you go, where no one has gone before. As everyone just about knows, probably that's listening for the most part. Dial this music down a little bit more. There was a um, TOS, the original Star Trek, did their second pilot, uh, the one with Kirk, you know, when, when Kirk comes in instead of Pike. That pilot was called Where No Man Has Gone Before. And, of course, the opening voiceover of the original series used the term Where No Man Has Gone Before, where when TNG came along, they, they changed it over to Where No One Has Gone Before. So they each had an episode using that phrase, but just changed one word in it. So I love those parallels like that. Um, 
you know, there was another episode in the early part of both shows. They had the naked time in the original series, and then they had the naked now in TNG. So I, I loved it when they did that kind of stuff. Okay, so back to the episode, first act, first full act. They were in the engine room. Of course, this is way before Geordi becomes chief engineer and all that. the bridge, I shall begin my first test in precisely 15 minutes. Why is this child here? He's working on a school project. Before you begin, there are some questions. First, <laughs> tell us how you arrived. In order to save Wesley's there. time, let me ask those questions for you. You received the information which Starfleet provided. You fed it into your computer as precisely as humanly possible. Then you did a controlled test. And then, to your astonishment, nothing happened. So, you said, what's going on? This doesn't work. Kosinski's a fraud. You see, I have had this conversation on other Starfleet vessels before. They didn't understand it. Why should you? Hmm. Surely you're not saying it's unexplainable. I'm saying I'm not a teacher nor do I wish to become one. I have neither the inclination nor the time. Well, it kind of seems like a, time you need. a weird thing to be, because if you need I to have these guys running your already been approved by tests. Command, but it hasn't been approved by the chief engineer or by me. I didn't know that was necessary. Now you do. <laughs> Perhaps I should speak to Captain Picard. If you like, it won't change anything. <laughs> How basic shall I be? I'll leave that to you. Would you get on the auxiliary panel, please? In order to save time, my assistant is going to lay in my base formulas more rapidly than any human being possibly could, even myself. So, here then, in the simplest possible terms, is what I do. Now, this warp drive system has been tuned only in the grossest possible sense, at least according to my standards. What I do is specific. Thank you. Now, how to say, well, sufficient to say for now that these symbols and their relationship... Something troubles you with the way this is configured? However, those of you who are sufficient... So Wesley's over there by the traveler, and he's watching what the traveler is entering. Yes, but shouldn't these be connected here and here? Now will it do what Kaczynski says it will? It has a chance. It might work better this way. Yes. So the travelers are kind of fascinated by Wesley the there. Now, is this merely mechanics? Or is it nature that we deal with in all of this? And what else than nature are the elementals of space and time? You are trained in the system. You are you go in a straight line, competent, yes, perhaps even innovative in a minimalist sort of way. But what I do here is not the end of the process. It is the beginning. So, what do I do? Go back to the Fearless, which I left with a more efficient warp drive system than I found? Or do you cast off your ignorance and allow me to continue? Can anything he's proposing damage our system? How could it? It's meaningless. Then we should let him try it. What do you mean, let him try it? Don't talk about me in the third person as if I'm not standing right here. 
Yes, we might as well let him try. Oh, yes, we might as well let him try. Too are too generous. Boy. The actor here, Boy. Stanley Kamel, is uh, Kaczynski. Eric Minnick is the traveler. So, Captain, well, I, engineering is ready to proceed. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it, you know, as probably everybody knows, Do this one just like the last time. know this episode. Commander, I'll it's really the traveler that is the big factor here that that makes this work. As we achieve warp four. Engineering to bridge. Did you copy that? Affirmative number one. You ready? We are. A forge set in warp 1.5. Warp 1.5, sir. Engage. All right. Here we go. So basically, while they're in warp, the traveler's working at his station. Kaczynski's doing something too, but. Phasing in and out, kind of strangely. So essentially, warp drive is kind of basically going out of control. The little the little warp core is flashing like a madman. We're passing warp ten. Passing warp ten can't do that. That's not possible. So there's this weird display on the screen, you know, all these like, galaxies practically going by. Pretty much the engines are out of control. What is our velocity? It's off the scale, sir. Reverse engines. Captain, no one has ever reversed engines at this velocity. Because no one has gone this fast. Reverse engines. So they basically pulled themselves out of warp and stopped now. And they're in this. Calculating it, sir. They're trying to calculate, you know, where they're at. You read over there. Malfunction. I trust. Position, Mr. LaForge. Well, sir, according to these calculations, we've not only left our own galaxy, but passed through two others, ending up on the far side of Triangulum. The galaxy known as M33. That's not possible. Data, what distance have we traveled? 2,700,000 light years, sir. I can't accept that. Whoops. You must, sir. Our comparisons show it to be completely accurate. And I calculate that at maximum warp, sir, it would take over 300 years to get home. And we thought Voyager went a long way. Whoops! At least they didn't leave the galaxy. 
Yeah, it's a little Captain bit of a boo-boo. Stardate 41263.2. This will be a rather unusual log entry, assuming Starfleet ever receives it. As I've already informed my crew, a phenomenal surge of power during a warp speed experiment has sent our starship hurtling out of our own galaxy and past another, taking us over 2,700,000 light years in a few minutes. Message on this has already been transmitted to Starfleet, sir. Which traveling subspace they should receive in 51 years, 10 months, <laughs> 9 weeks, 16 days. Mr. Data. <laughs> So now Kaczynski's on the bridge Picard, and he's smiling. We're still trying to determine what happens. The truth is, Captain, I made a mistake. A wonderful, incredible mistake. Just explain what brought us here. As the power grew, I applied the energy asymptomatically. I anticipated some tilling, but it didn't occur. Now that was my error using the vessel functions at the beginning. What is he saying, number one? To tell the truth, sir, it sounds like nonsense to me. But considering? Considering. Where we are, we must assume it isn't. Can I do something to help? I can call my mother. She's a doctor. No, there's nothing she can do. I need to rest. I've been away too long. What happened to you? Is it part of what happened to the ship? Please believe me. I mean no harm to this vessel or those in it. Is Mr. Kaczynski like he sounds? A joke? No, that's too cruel. He has sent some small part of this. That space and time and thought aren't the separate things they appear to be? This is the early, of course, start of The Traveler. And I just thought the formula you were using said something like with, that. Um, Boy, don't ever say that again. Especially not at your age in a world that's not ready for such... Oops, sorry. Such dangerous nonsense. I've always suspected that this rate of speed was possible, of course, but at this level. <laughs> One interesting thing is no, the guy never. who plays the traveler was was We're going to need a potential for playing data on, on the show. Perhaps you could call it the Kozinski scale. Why not? Yes, of course. Since I'm the one who's made the so-called warp barrier meaningless. And Captain, this must be a special thrill for you. Well, mm -hmm. as an explorer, in three centuries of space travel, we've charted just 11% of our galaxy. And then we accomplished this. Yes, but isn't the real point? Can you do it again? In the original, in the original version of this, the traveler <laughs> of really I wasn't can. involved. It was all Kaczynski just basically just did a boo-boo and, and, and caused the whole problem. Coming, Riker. Commander Riker will join you in a moment. Comment is invited. Counselor. He's convinced he's right. I've no doubt of that. Captain, can you allow a man who's made one mistake back into a position where he may make another? Captain. What are our options, really? I mean, if this guy can't get us back, who will? Captain, we're here. Why not avail ourselves of this opportunity for study? There is a giant protostar here in the process of forming. No other vessel has been out this far. Spoken like a true Starfleet graduate. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's look around a little bit before it we is tempting, head I back. Aye, sir, it is. But as they say, sir, you're the captain. I know that if Kaczynski can get us home, Starfleet can use his technique to bring back a pure science vessel. Do even more. Number one, tell Kaczynski to prepare to get us out of here. Aye, sir. It's the right call. How many great advances gotta make sure they can get back. Have been tied to speed. This is a moment in history, right here, right now, and your names will be forever linked with mine. Yeah, they really, um, really thought that the cast and everything was coming together a lot in this episode. I don't think he it's did pretty this. well liked. I think so. Standing by, number one. But, sir... Wesley, shut up, Wesley. I'm sure this is fascinating, Wesley, and I'm looking forward to hearing all about it, but not right now. <laughs> Riker, you should listen to the boy. Aye, sir. Come on. He's too tired. Why don't you do it by yourself? Yes, why not? Uh, no. I will help. As you wish. I've laid in the reciprocal biggest thing with the traveler he's got sort of a weird forehead but he's also got this um, they mushed his fingers together so he's got like three three fingers a thumb and, and two fingers are mushed together and two others on his hand so as before begin at warp one it's a pretty decent okay look I think one point five sir Now Riker finally sees the Traveler sort of fading in and out of existence. So of course they're trying to get back, but they're uh, it's almost like the uh, the weird effect in the first Star Trek movie when the engines weren't balanced right. Full stop. Answering all stop, Captain. According to the instruments, sir, our speed never exceeded warp 1.5. All stop, sir. Yes. But where is this place? So they look out on the view screen. It's where none have gone before. <laughs> it's sort of this bright color. It's almost like they're in a cloud or something with these little lights dancing around. Tasha's in this episode, but I don't know if she has one, one line at all. She's uh, she's on the bridge. There. Captain's log, stardate four one two six three point three. Instead of returning to our own galaxy, the Enterprise has gone forward to a place in the universe which is uncharted and unknown. Our present position puts us at over a billion light years from our galaxy. Data, you have the helm. I'll be in engineering.
All right, so now... Oh, here we go. What is it? Klingon Tark. My pet. From home. So there's this weird pig-like thing, you know, the Targ, the Klingon Targ there that Worf sees and, and Tasha sees also. Not just Worf. You're telling Worf. me it's a kitty cat? Yes. I suppose you could call it that. Oh, but then it just vanished. So this is where um, some of the hallucinations on the sh on the show start. And now there's a cat. Picard's in, now in the turbo lift, and he almost slips out into space. It looks like he's basically opens into space. He pulls himself back into the turbo lift, opens again, and everything's okay. According to what I'm reading here about the original storyline, I guess these hallucinations from this area of space that they're in, they were going to do even wilder stuff, and, and it kind of settled into this. There was going to be much more bizarre scenes, they're saying. What are you doing here? It's going to be the starship was going to end up exploding in the birth of a new universe. Now run. This place isn't safe at all. Ah, uh, so I, that's right. Tasha does have some stuff because this because this shows basically her earlier life. Tasha, what's wrong? You look scared to death. I, I was. This is crazy. I was at the colony where I grew up, being chased by a rape gang. Are you all right? <clears throat> well, you're safe now. Now there's this like old-fashioned, you know, say 17th century uh, group of uh, musicians playing, and there's a, a an enterprise officer among them. It's basically sort of like, you know, whatever you're thinking of. It's kind of like in a way like the Shore Leave episode of the original series. Kind of things that are in your head, kind of come to life. We need your help. What's wrong? Well, don't you see what's following us? So two crew people just sort of ran by Picard and, and said something was running and chasing them. Now there's somebody doing ballet in, in a wreck area or storage area. It's hard to tell what. Picard sees her. What are you doing? Now the guy playing the music sort of it he loses that and, and sees. You look tense, John. Come and have a cup of tea. No. I'll make it good and strong. The way you like it. No more. We will have a nice long talk. This can't be. You've been dead, but I'm always with you. You know that. Yes. I 
I felt that. But why now? Suddenly. You mean out here? Is what you say is the end of the universe? Or do you see this as the beginning of it? We believe it, the outer rim. Maman, do you understand these things? Can you tell me where my ship is? What is this place? Captain, you were reported headed for... Just a moment, number one. So that scene sort of was one of the reasons why I wanted to cover this episode. It sort of has significance to the current season of Picard related to his mama. So uh, it still works. still works real well. Can I help you, sir? No. No. Let's help all of us. General Quarters, red alert. So now we're in sick bay. What is it, Captain? Why are we at General Quarters? I had to get everyone's attention. This seemed to be the quickest way. This is the captain. This is not a drill. It seems that in this place, the world of the physical universe, and the world of ideas is somehow intermixed. What we think also becomes a reality. We must, therefore, I repeat, must begin controlling our thoughts. We will give you more on this as our understanding increases. I don't the know. Enterprise will stay at full alert until the crisis is over. Seems like something fun to play around with. What but... did you do? It wasn't him. It never was. It was his assistant. What are you talking about? Kaczynski wasn't the one controlling the warp experiment. It was me! The equations he punched in were nonsense, just as we thought. I honestly thought it was me. I thought somehow, somehow I was operating on his level. It was also my fault, Captain. I should have realized it wasn't Kaczynski. How could you? How could any of us? Wesley did. Yeah, Wesley. If you knew something, why didn't you say so? He tried. Twice. I didn't listen. Yeah. He's unconscious. Why? I'm not certain yet. He phased, sir. What does that mean? Parts of him disappeared and then came back. Nobody else was paying attention to him the first time. When we saw it this time, he seemed to be struggling, fighting it. He's dying. He must He's the only one who can get us back. Realistically, that doesn't seem possible. Yeah, yeah, maybe with a little help from Wes, you know. Captain's log supplemental. One of the our earlier of is unknown. Early episodes. Our only chance of Wesley has to, to help and save the day. Is a dying alien who is generally humanoid, but with a physiology sufficiently different from our own to create medical problems in caring for him. I don't know. My equipment doesn't register his kind of life signs. I would have to guess exhaustion, fatigue. Is he gonna be all right? What is the boy doing here? Mom, he's my friend. You may want him here before we're done, sir. 
He seems to have developed some sort of special attachment to the boy. My name is Wesley, Commander Riker. <laughs> he knows. The boy. The boy. We don't know. <laughs> what is the boy doing here? Where do you live? I'm not sure. Wake him. I recommend we let him come around in his own time. We don't have that luxury. Wake him. He could die. And with him, any chance we have. Doctor. Wes. We all have other friends on board the ship. If we stay here much longer, we may lose the ability to distinguish between thought and reality. Now, regardless of the risk, wake him now. Yeah, Kasinski is here just sort of standing in the background, but... Uh... One thing I never really thought about that much about this is, is, I guess because the Enterprise is the newer ship and more advanced, how come this problem didn't happen to these other test Do ships that me. they did? I'm the captain. I, I guess I they the didn't answer. push it as hard. Here they pushed it further or something. And or it was... Provide. Who are you? Because oh, of the Enterprise what? itself being a more I advanced ship. A traveler. Traveler. What is your destination? Destination? Yes. What place are you trying to reach? Ah, place. No, there is no specific place I wish to go. Then what is the purpose of your journey? Curiosity. That's not an answer. I have certain Yeah, abilities. it's kind of an answer. They give me a knowledge of propulsion. I like to see new things, new I've places. I've been trading this for passage on Starfleet vessels. And allowing Kaczynski to take credit for what you did? Seemed the sensible way. Until now. Captain, I seek only transportation in order to see and experience your reality. I am no threat to you, your ship, or your crew. He isn't, Captain. I know he isn't. Our reality. Our reality. And in order to satisfy yeah. this curiosity, you have brought my ship and my crew into grave risk. I have made some mistakes. Some mistakes? What mistakes could possibly explain these incredible explosions of velocity? I don't know if I can put this in terms you'll understand. I believe that there may be a warp speed that can get us beyond Galaxy M33. But there is no velocity of any magnitude that can possibly bring us wherever this is. Is it true what our navigational sensors are telling us? Are we, are we millions of light years away from where we were? Yes. Well, what got us here? Thought. Thought? You do understand, don't you, that thought is the basis of all reality. The energy of thought, to put it in your terms, is very powerful. That's not an explanation. I have the ability to act like a lens which focuses thought. That's just uh, so much nonsense. You're asking us to believe in magic. <laughs> oh, yes, this, this could seem like magic to you. No. No. That actually makes sense to me. Only the power of thought could explain what has been happening, especially out here. Thought is the essence of where you are now. You do understand the danger, don't you? Chaos. What we think is what happens. It pains me I was so careless, Captain. My intent was only to observe, not to cause this. You should not be here until your far, far distant future. 
Certainly not until you've learned control. You are from a different time, aren't you? Well, no, not exactly from another time. I, although, as you understand the concept, yes, perhaps that term fits as well as any. And you have this ability to travel. Yes. And others of your kind have the same ability. Oh, yes. Then why? In all of our history, is there no record of you or someone like you ever having visited us? What wonderful arrogance. There is no record because we have not visited you before. Why not? Well, because up until now, if, if you'll forgive this, you've been uninteresting. <laughs> it, it's only now not that you're mindful of serious attention. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's happening? He's unconscious again. Revive him. Whatever you need from him, you better get it soon. If I may suggest, sir, our first leap out of our galaxy was, as he said, a mistake. Unless he was distracted by something. And it weakened him in some way, resulting in the incredible leap out here. Theory, do you have any facts that fit this? Can you get us back? Wait, Captain, not so fast. We have an opportunity here for scientific discovery. And we'll report our observations how. To whom? Yeah, that'll shut you up, get us back. Kaczynski. I will try. Number one, take him down to main engineering. I'll be on the bridge. No. He's very weak. Now the captain is right. We must hurry. But first... I request a moment with the captain, alone. Yeah, this scene is, uh, this is kind of a key scene. I think this is where he talks to him about how Wesley is special and all that, so. Strange how he seems to care for you. He will forget me in time, which is as it should be. Wesley, I wanted to speak to you about. The boy? It's best you do not repeat this to the others, especially not to the mother. Whatever happens, it is imperative that it proceed naturally. I must get my ship back. Do we have time for this? Oh, yes. He and a few like him are why I travel. You have it in your power to encourage him without interfering. Encourage him in what? How shall I explain? Are you familiar with the intricacies of what is called here music? Somewhat. And such musical genius as I saw in one of your ship's libraries, one called Mozart, who is a small child, wrote astonishing symphonies. A genius who made music not only to be heard, but seen and felt beyond the understanding, the ability of others. Wesley is such a person. Not with music, but with the equally lovely intricacies of time, energy, propulsion, and the instruments of this vessel, which allow all that to be played. You're right, I must hurry now. But you're right in something else. He is just a boy for now. He should be encouraged, but told none of this. You've got to get back home. Take him to main engineers. Yes, sir. I'll be on the bridge. Yes, sir. Put it out! How? Think! What the 
flame out in your thoughts. Yeah, like, I don't want to burn, so go away, fire. Now, get to your station and concentrate on your assignment. Yes, sir. Well, okay, Captain. I will do that. I will not Captain's think about these things. Any time entry is meaningless. So some of these we special no effects but they did here the same were literally with Christmas with lights, some of the space effects that I'm a reading, part of this some of the background of this episode. will be the thoughts of everyone aboard the Enterprise. We have no idea exactly how this works. We understand only that the Traveler makes use of this somehow. It will be most important that those aboard avoid random thoughts that might change the reality of what we're attempting to do. Do you have any further advice, Counselor? When you begin the attempt, there will be stress. And it's only natural the crew's concentration will shift. Plus some Just genuine fear, Captain. click your heels. You can't notice what's happening outside without feeling some of that. Click your heels and say there's no place like home. That's what I, that's my advice, All decks, crew. All stations. <laughs> this is the captain speaking. All decks, I must have your full attention. In a few moments, as we attempt to walk back home, it is vital, absolutely vital, that you center your thoughts on your duty or on the welfare of the one called the Traveler. Think of giving him some of your strength. Now, this is an order. You must try to do this. And now, attempt to concentrate completely on your duty of the moment, or on the traveler, on his well-being. But I really want Think a sandwich, Captain. Can I concentrate on you that? Care <laughs> all decks, all stations. Battle stations. Yeah, this is a great episode, really. It, it's a very Star Trek episode. I will need Kaczynski back on the main. Computer. It's one of the best of the first season, and and just. You need me. It's just. Yes. It just works and gels really well. You know, a cool sci-fi element, some sort of psychology stuff, a little bit. Retroactive course. We learn a little bit about each of the crew in different ways, or not all of them, but some. Mark three one, sir. Bridge to engineering, standby. I feel such an abundance of well-being on the ship. I feel happy. Quite wonderful. Engineering to bridge. It's quite wonderful. On my order, Mr. Data, Mr. Hey, LaForge. Captain Picard, don't think of Mama. Go. Engage. Did I push the right button? We're not going anywhere. What's happening? I like the little data that fucking two of Jordy looks in this. I was thinking when I, when, they, when they do something like it's not this, happening. it's like not the, enough. The um, all the maneuvering and navigation the ship would have to do. It's not like a, literally a straight line between home and and where they are. So Wesley gets up at this point, takes the uh, takes the hand of the traveler. 
kind of gives him a little boost. And the traveler is kind of phasing in and out now, but he's kind of smiling too. And he finally completely phases away, the Traveler does. Warp 1.5, sir. Which is what my instruments have read all along. And our position reads exactly what it was before this sleigh ride began, sir. Cease red alert. Sleigh ride? Or whatever you want to call it, Data. I don't have a proper name for it. <laughs> the I like Jordy. Jordy's always a little bit gone. more like loosey goosey with how he talks. I always enjoy that. Attention, all decks. This is to inform you that with your support, the Traveler has returned us to our own galaxy. However, he has now left us. Wherever he has gone. We wish him well. Have the boy sent to the bridge, number one. The boy. Wesley Crusher, report to the bridge. On I the double. Keep in mind, there are a lot of kids on the ship. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mr. Data, Mr. LaForge, increased to the warp boy. five, same heading. Warp five, sir. On that same heading, sir. Ah, oh, Wesley. Come on the bridge. Ah. Uh, I, I don't know if I should, Captain. You don't like me. Commander Riker has told me how supportive you were in engineering. Well done. Oh, at ease. Uh, sit here in command. Captain. It's not allowed. Your orders. Oh, that's true. Well, uh, I uh, can't wave them again. Only commissioned officers. It's quite all right, sir. I understand. Please don't interrupt me, Wesley. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Any commission rank, even Ensign. That would give him authorized access to the bridge. Well, then I'll have to make him an acting Ensign. Captain's log, stardate 41263.4. For outstanding performance in the best Starfleet tradition, Wesley Crusher is made acting Ensign for the duties and privileges of that rank. And whether that rank becomes permanent, Mr. Crusher, depends on you. At the earliest opportunity, your entrance application for Starfleet Academy will be tendered. Until then, you will learn this ship, every operation, every function. Commander Riker, a duty schedule for Mr. Crusher, heavy on study. Aye, sir. Meanwhile, you can sit here and learn something. Sir? Should I send for Dr. Crusher? Why, someone ill? Or would you rather tell her about this, Wes? If you don't mind, sir, I'd like to sit here for a while. I'll tell her later. I'll tell her later. Everybody picks up Wesley. He's a good guy. All right, let's dial this down, this music. Good old Argyle, Chief Engineer Argyle. Whatever happened to him? So there you go. There's where no one has gone before. Uh, 
early episode in season one of TNG. I really like it. I think it's super cool, super fun, very Star Trek. Uh, I almost kind of wish they would do like an episode sort of like this in each Trek series. I, I liked how some people would say they're they're copying or doing whatever. I mean, this is nothing like where No Man Has Gone Before for uh, the original series. Completely different kind of episode. Not very much in common at all, except for the title. All right, let's dial that down completely. But, um, yeah, really good. A lot of fun. Really fun to go back and do a um, a commentary-type show like this. It's been a long time since I've done this. I've done some not that long ago on Picard and Discovery, but going back to doing TNG, and, and it is so interesting to me how the way they act at that time you know their mannerisms, their their how they deal with each other. Of course, and, it, and it's true with any series, as the characters and the actors become more familiar with each other, it changes over the course of the show, um, and, and eventually they they become closer and become more more of a team and bonded. But but again, it, it's still fun to look back at this time. And and the the really the the key thing that got me to want to watch this one again was the the little uh, scene with Picard and his mama. And I think, again, this still all works with what they've done with that character with Picard and his mother in, in Picard, I think, um, in the Picard series, I mean, of course. I think it still it still works really well. It's actually even a little bit more um, kind of heartbreaking in a way. But, um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys like that. I, I certainly did. And uh, super excited this week for Strange New Worlds, as I said earlier. A lot of good stuff coming this month. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got Doctor Strange and the next Marvel movie coming out late this week, which I'll be seeing, of course, obviously. <laughs> and then in in two weeks' time, I just realized in two weeks' time uh, from this weekend, it's it's uh, Motor City Comic Con here with a ton of guests, including William Shatner, and I'll definitely be there. I'm still I'm still deciding whether I want to get a picture, but. They're putting up this, these plexiglass things, even though the restrictions are pretty much COVID for those COVID restrictions are gone officially. Some of the celebrities, and I think William Shatner is one of them, is still using those plastic barriers at cons, at least recent pictures I've seen of, of him at cons. So I don't know. I'm a little undecided, but who knows? But I'll be there in two weeks' time. So I'm not quite sure, actually, how this podcast schedule is going to work for the next few weeks. I have to think about that a little bit. Typically what I do with Motor City Comic Con is I'll take a lot of pictures and video and then the week after the con I'll, I'll do a show of that. So that's probably what's going to happen. So maybe even I'll do another, possibly maybe I'll do another podcast next week instead of a guest one. Try to do a guest one for the Motor City Comic Con weekend and then um and then do a vidcast after that the weekend after, but we'll see. I'm still hoping also to get out to San Diego Comic-Con this summer in July, which is not that far away. So, yeah, a lot of things happening. Again, everyone, I hope you're well. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, that's over at patreon.com forward slash treks in sci-fi. Appreciate everyone who does that. Uh, we'll probably, I'm thinking probably the next time we'll do a Patreon chat is probably in June. This month, May is kind of... Kind of got a lot of activities on the weekends for me, at least. Uh, quite a few things happening, family things and Comic-Con and all that. So we'll probably the next time we'll get together on Patreon will be in June sometime. So looking forward to talking to you guys on that. And um, I think 
done. I think I'm going to get out of here, get this edited a little bit and put up online and everyone look, look, uh, look at Paramount plus later this week. Well, if you have Paramount plus for the new star Trek and the end of season two of Picard and enjoy, um, enjoy Dr. Strange. If you like Marvel movies, that, that movie looks really good. I think it's going to be great. And, uh, very much looking forward to that. So that's it. Uh, Take care of yourselves, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.